Welcome to Proof Beyond Reason, week 70,000. That would be dope. <laughs> Imagine. Real quick, what are we on? Week five already? Six. This, is, this six. is week it's six? Week six, yeah. It is going, guys, we just started this thing. I'm excited about and it. Yeah, yeah, week six. So thank you guys for tuning in. Let's give a real quick shout out to our sponsor, Matthew Movement. Wear what you believe. Wear it. You can catch him at MatthewMovement.com. Hot, hot clothing. Super, super dope graphics uh, on those tees. And uh, and we got geology in the building. What's up? Yes, sir. He's got his link on. He said he wasn't going to be doing his link again, but he's definitely linked up right now. Beach, yep. So uh, that's link from... Zelda. from Zelda, just so we know. That's I, right. Yeah, so this and man... And I always thought... That's, that's only because I went to MegaCon as Link. That's why. That's why. No, this dude, he had <laughs> on, so he had uh, like hyper yellow hair, hyper yellow. and I didn't know what was going Did on. really? So I didn't say nothing. I just saw him with the hair. I'm like, all right, so he's got something going on, so I'm going to let him be. I won't say nothing. Then I saw the pics of him going to MegaCon. He mentioned it, but I didn't put the two together, and then he was dressed like Zelda, and I started cracking up. I was like, ah, look yeah, at yeah, G. Yeah. I seen the pics. I seen the pics. It looked awesome. Yeah, yeah. I always thought that Zelda was Link. Until I played the game and I was like, no, this is Zelda is Zelda. Zelda's the, the princess. And and it blew my mind. Like Zelda's I, I, not I wouldn't the princess. See me dressed up as that, though. Yeah. Zelda, Zelda is the princess? Yeah, Zelda's, Zelda's the, the girl. Yeah. For real? Yeah. And why were you dressed like Zelda? No, Link. he was dressed like Link from Zelda. Oh, so the green guy. The green dude is yeah, not. Ah, look at me. Mad stupid. Zelda. That but that that's how I Yo, felt. Yo, mad dumb. Yeah, I feel so stupid. It's like saying Mario, and then you always see Mario, but Mario is really Princess. That's Peach. what I'm saying. So they put Princess's Peach up, but it's really Mario's game. Like it's Link the that is whole so time. That's so weird. Yeah, that name Zelda is dope though. Like Zelda's, the name yeah, is Zelda's strong. Cool. Like, the why game would, is awesome. They should have named man. him Zelda. What's yeah. the problem? Yeah. <laughs> so we got Mike the Baptist too with us. Yeah, feeling mad stupid right now. All these years, I thought he was like that's crazy. <laughs> Mike the Baptist backflip. That's it. <laughs> crazy. Uh, we got Ivan the Average or Religion Man, whichever. Uh, we got. We're gonna get our Twitter soon. Soon. My and Twitter's when? So their Twitters are up. But I'm going to have the 17 different accounts that you guys can hit me on. Uh, and just whichever one gets gets, gotta try see what yeah, gets more comments, then I'll go ahead and take it in that direction. But uh, we're going to be talking more about evil. Last week we spoke about the problem, uh, yeah, the problem of evil. Before that, we were speaking about occults mm -hmm. and, uh, and just diving more into that. This week I'm super excited because let's just dive into evil and and celebrating it yeah what does that look like what does that sound like like let's just let's dive in so last week we were talking about evil and the essence of evil kind of defining evil and trying to figure out what evil is the question if there is a problem of evil and uh and i think this week we'll dive deeper and find out is evil celebrated like i i think about that and uh one thing that i that i see is uh it's funny but i had a pastor way back in the day that that literally had an hour sermon about <laughs> how how if we're clapping 
we better clap for Jesus the way we just clap for LeBron James. Crazy. At the finals. Like, <laughs> and then it, See, the it thing, went. <laughs> the thing is, right now, I mean, LeBron just crossed them over and dunked on them. Like, it's tough. Pastor, you... He you ain't dunk, baby. He like cross see, no one over. I see you dunk, baby. Like no, no magical pass. The pastor isn't down two points. You know, <laughs> he's not two he's one up. in he's, home. He's yeah. up right now. He's up. <laughs> <laughs> no, so he went. I mean, went in. I'm talking about like went in for a whole. You know, the four hour yeah. sermon and like it. It made me feel when I got home like turning on the television and watching basketball or turning on the television watching whatever it was that I was watching oh, you was, went to the opposite. was evil. You like felt convicted. Yeah, was was totally like, yo, I'm doing wrong because when I get to church, I'm not doing or I'm not as hype or I'm not as tuned in as I am to these things as I am at church. And so I got that conviction, but I really felt like I was doing something like evil like it was out and to his point i think there was a a a push to that like you guys celebrate evil too much like all of this stuff in the end uh has something that can be seen as a praising of an evil or and and of course we have idols but how far does that go and how i just see that as so far so so far i mean the idolatry piece uh, is it's pretty legit uh you know if you think about it how many millions upon billions we we make or or of revenue that is poured into the sports industry or any of these entertainment avenues um but we but to say we're celebrating evil no but i mean like within our hearts it, it can become a, a process of idolatry i mean yeah. i know i know plenty of people that will rock you know the football jersey the house mm-hmm. is decked out in whatever it is and um you know, they they don't necessarily idolize the team or the people their life yeah. doesn't speak to that on the other hand you know, you may have the hardcore fans of whatever, and they will sacrifice everything. Parent, they will sacrifice yeah, yeah. parents they'll and get children. Yeah, I mean, they'll sacrifice finances or whatever is necessary to sure. Listen, celebrate the team. So there is some told evil me, in that. If like, somebody told me what I needed to do for the Magic to win, I'm doing it. I'm not doing it. Magic is not my team. <laughs> <laughs> they, I haven't seen them win ever. But I get what you're saying. Like, but it. I don't like the comparisons and that's what kills me when Mm. it, when it becomes a now comparison thing where it's like, yo, you got that, that Jersey in your closet and you have that picture of your favorite team in your closet, but where's the verse? Where's the picture of Jesus? Where's the picture of Jesus? Right. By the way, that he was real light skinned in that picture. For real, like you know, they like, pastor. I don't know, but I don't, I don't think him. he was blue eyed. Like I'm just, I'm not saying he wasn't. I'm just saying no, I'm like, pretty Jesus sure based on the it region. It was hot out. Like I'm just saying, the sun was blazing. Based on the region, I'm pretty sure. It's the Middle East. But yeah, uh-huh. you know, I, I get it. Yeah, I mean, I get it. it it's that's an ex- it, I Not that it's an extreme because Christian life should be and seem extreme to people around us it should we should be so in love with jesus we should be so willing to be unashamed of our faith 
um, that it appears to be extreme to others. But yeah, I mean, I think it's it's that, that's I mean, it, it's that's a to, tough comparison. Yeah, to clarify like, come on, it fam, as like, like, yeah, I'm celebrating evil. That really, I think, is that second layer of if I see that as evil, if I'm looking at this thing and I'm being idolatrous. But there's there's things that we can clearly come to um, a group, uh, a group thought and say, you know what? Yeah, this is definitely evil. You see a show and a show like The Bachelor, right? You got a show like The Bachelor. This show's going on. It's 15 women, one one man. That's crazy. You know what I'm saying? And that's being celebrated. Like people gotta watch The Bachelor. Like they 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 set up days for when the the, the first episode because you get to see the guy, this bachelor that gets to be with all 15 women know that they're getting cheated on. All 15 of them, and they're straight. They're okay with it. Why? Because it's competitive. Mm. But it's not only being celebrated by the women that are in there, but it's being celebrated by America, by by not just our country, but by multiple countries and 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 people in the world that this is okay. And it's just I think we're gonna speak more and more today on this more and more today on this evil, this uh this comparing evil or my fault, this evil in um in our culture no not evil in our culture what's that word that we're celebrating celebrating evil that 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 the celebration of evil is now going to we're going to be comparing it a lot yeah i i'm good with that i'm good with that um i mean we see that a lot i mean i remember growing up as a kid and then just sitting down with my mother watching the novelas. I know we all see it from the Hispanic households. Like the girl yelling out, Roberto! And then all of a sudden, like, Maria, you get slapped because she was cheating or doing something like that. But you'll see your parents, like, yelling, Oh my God, they found out why! Or they're in love with it. But yet, that we see that commonly. Drama, we can even touch upon, like, music. Like, we hear about the people saying that they have to be materialistic or they have to have this thing or they have to have 20 girls, but yet we take it all in and we're just rejoicing on that fact that yes, we have to do that or yes, that's acceptable only because someone in that position or have that level of fame does it, we think it's acceptable. So so is it is it, can we say that evil is definitely being celebrated? Yo, it's crazy. I was uh, years ago, um, I was wrestling with this Christian thing, you know, just being a Christian yeah. or, or people pushing me in a direction I didn't want to go. Like I wasn't Christian. People were trying to preach to me and I wasn't trying to hear it. You Be know, I was, yeah, I was in the clubs. I was, you know, doing my thing, listening to music, um, that said whatever. And where I was working, I would blast my music and, and a dude challenged me on the music. Many people challenged me on the music I was listening to that were of the Christian faith. And I didn't want to hear them. But then one day, the guy, one of the guys asked me, he said, yo, man, have you really listened to what you're listening to? Like, think about what you're listening to for a second. So I dismissed it or whatever. And I'm listening, boom. And, you know, this is when uh, uh, Big Pun 
had his uh, had his album. It was uh, I think this it was classic. yeah, this was years ago, ago fam. You know what, what I'm saying? I I am old. I'm an older uh, gentleman on. here. So we so, all know how old Mike the Baptist. Yeah, shush. So anyways, <laughs> <laughs> Mike the Baptist is old. Um, so I was listening to Big Pun and uh, and Ludacris. And it just dawned on me like what they were saying. Uh, one of the one of the songs, uh, big pun. He was he was talking about. He was like, "I'm the devil," you know. He just started hitting you off with some mm-hmm. things. And I paused for a second when I heard that, and I was like, "Did he just say what he said? He what, what I thought he said?" And then whatever. Fast forward. I'm listening to some other tracks, kind of ignoring the lyrics. I was I was, and then suddenly the lyrics stood out to me. I was listening to Ludacris, and this will really tell you my age, but. He was uh, in the song. He was shut up. Don't he do was it. like, Don't he do was it. like, <laughs> the track was like, bang bang, kill a man, let his brains hang, and when I'm in the court, plead guilty, insane. Like, what in the world? Like, I just like, how does he still know those yeah, lyrics? Sure. You'd be surprised. That's word for word. Put uh, put Coolio on, dude. I'm gonna just hit what? you up with fantastic voyage. LL, throw some LL on that joint. And it was crazy just to think about the violence, the promotion of violence, the in those celebration tracks, of the it celebration too, yeah. of violence, the celebration of uh, uh, of you know. These cats get awards for that. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So it didn't really hit me until that time period, and that's when huge conviction entered my heart, and I really started paying attention to what I was listening to. So I would check online to, to read lyrics, and then listen to lyrics, but. At that time, they didn't necessarily have websites that were dedicated to showing you lyrics. So I would listen and write the lyrics down and Lyric then genius. read them. And I was just reading them. I was like, wow, look at what these dudes are saying. Like, if you just read the lyrics, don't listen to the beat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just read the lyrics. And, and, it, and imagine me sitting in a room saying the things that some of these cats are, are rapping or singing about. That would be a weird dinner conversation, to be honest. You know, it's just a weird conversation yeah, yeah, yeah. in general. Yeah. And um, I and had that with DMX. Yeah, when I, when that I was, was my coming, dude. When I, when, I was, when I was being transformed and this is that process, man, it was so hard. I had like, and then there was X and I was... I took one day, one car ride, and I was throwing them out of the window. But I'd like I did the same yeah. thing. That's crazy. Yeah. And I like kept that one, and I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna keep this under my seat." So I kept it under my seat. Yeah, because I I'll, I'll ignore the lyrics. It's just the yeah, beats, you yeah, know, the yeah, beats yeah. that is dope. But I mean, he's got like his songs like Damien, and then he and and I would say, you know what? But he's really praying to the Lord because he gives that one prayer every mm-hmm. soundtrack. But it doesn't help that no matter what. There's celebration yeah, of evil it's, within it's that, right? Definitely. But a I mean, celebration we're seeing that more nowadays. Say, for example, we can have, like, what I have my friends usually tell them, like Kendrick. He's talking about God, so it doesn't necessarily mean that it's all like bad or evil. Mm. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's something we have to be aware of. I mean, Scripture does specifically tell us that everything is good, but not everything is beneficial for mm-hmm. us. Yeah. So yeah. we always have to watch out what we surround ourselves with, what we watch, what we eat. So I get in a way what your pastor was saying, but I mean necessarily him saying it like that. If you look at it technically in an aspect of religion, how Jesus described it, that intent was also evil. 
in essence. Oh, like the religious systems yes, the that religious, they were trying yes, to yes. Yeah. Like I have to have the religious trophy on my wall Correct. and I got to have the yeah. cross and I got to follow this. And why wasn't I there Sunday morning? Right. When I walk yeah. around, I got to say, Dios yeah, te bendiga, yeah, yeah. hermano. You know, God bless you, brother. I got to say that because mm -hmm. if I don't say it that way, then I'm not Christian. Like yeah, you're yeah. not. And I mean, that's not my style. Like just personally, like, I'm not knocking anybody who does mm -hmm. it. Anybody's yeah. listening. If you do it, that's great. But that's just not me. So if I don't do it, um, what you know? Yeah, you, bro, you messed up. You Pro I probably, I know I am. I'm, yeah, I'm so but, messed up. But I think it's funny because now it's easier. We're in an age that it's so much more easier uh, because of the internet and because of the computers that we hold in our hands as phones. Uh, it's so much more easier to celebrate evil now. And, and sometimes we can celebrate evil without even really knowing. Yep. Really, the in, you're sitting there scrolling, and then you're like, oh, dang. Like, and you have no idea what you're watching, but because it's so accessible in just all the videos. I, I was watching a video. It was last week, and my boys had the video, sent me the video, and this video, I'm telling you, if I, if you guys saw this video, you would lose your lunch. Like, it was really, um, or there's something wrong with you, you know? It could be that you like the video. Uh, dude got, it was in Jamaica, and... Yama. Yeah, and all you see is this guy super scared to death, and the dude obviously has his phone out, but then you see that he's holding a pistol in his hand, the guy with the phone, that's pointing at this dude, and the dude is scared. And then the guy starts saying something, 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 and then starts screaming, and then pop, 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 shoots off like three shots. And the guy, it seems like he missed him. I think he missed him. And right there, I just thought like, okay, this is the video that I'm watching. I'm like, yo, he got away. Like, I was, I was excited. I was like, yo, he got away. And then all of a sudden, the video just turned mad gory. Like, the dude just started busting shots at him, emptied out. He had... It had to be, it was an extended clip, so it was definitely 30 rounds, and he was just hitting this guy while he was running. The guy fell, like, maybe 15 yards in front of him, and him and some other guy that you had no idea ran up to his body while he was trying to get up and unloaded every bullet they had. Every single bullet. So the guy that was alive is now dead, and then they took the, the clip out, put a new clip in, and started and put the camera next to his head and started Ooh, unloading oh, clips that's... into his head. It was too far, but the craziest thing was not only were the people around me kind of like, yo, yo, look at that. It's no joke. Like, yo, like kind of like, yo, that's where I'm from. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm. but the people in the video were flipping out, like screaming, like, like they had just won something like, yeah. And you could tell that they were just like vibing on this. Like, this is it. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, that that's the celebration of evil. That's disgusting right now. That's just like, and that's happening. G, you were saying it. That's happening everywhere. Yep. Everywhere. That's crazy to think that the stuff like that is happening. And I mean, I see common things like, say, for example, some of my old friends I used to talk to. We would chat it up and they would tell me, it was like, how do you know if someone's actually real or not? Is because, say for example, I was raised, quote unquote, in the streets, but 
you try to get out why is a part to someone who say for example loves that style like hears it or surrounds himself with it they want to be say for example quote unquote in it but you always want to get out you never want to actually be part of that life that makes sense and yet yeah we see that non-stop now but it's because like we've been talking about the music we listen to the things we watch on tv it's it's like amped up we see people yelling out world star as soon as someone fights yo world stars yeah nah, it's like these crazy dudes, they just post all kinds of yeah, 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 violence yeah, yeah, yeah. dudes crazy. getting out and in the likes and the comments that's not something that. to to celebrate that you know no, no, it's crazy. You it's fight not, if you have to, or yeah, yeah, or you yeah. you know defend like, yourself. Yeah, or you train, um, you know, at martial arts or something. In the event something happens, or you get your your skills up. You you're ready to protect your family. Blah blah blah. You know whatever. But like to to do it for for the value of just to harm another person, um, man, that's. Mm-hmm. I I think of like the the hypo- the hypocrisy in it for real, because if you kind of have like that Christmas uh, Scrooge, where where you have these three spirits that come to you and show you the hypocrisy of what it would be if the things that you celebrated happened to you, you wouldn't celebrate that no more. Well, uh, there was a I don't know Bizzle has a track that he talks about that he says something like. Um, you know, uh, Snoop Dogg's son got killed, but, uh, in the song, I don't know all the lyrics of the song, but basically he's saying like Snoop Dogg's son got killed, but you, you've been, and you want everyone to mourn over your son getting murdered, but you provided a soundtrack and most of your soundtracks have been about murder and the celebration of evil. So Mm -hmm. like. Which way are we supposed to go? Are we supposed to yep. mourn your son or mourn everybody else who who died because of the well, trash yeah, you've been well, putting that, out? That happened years. to me, so I was, you know, it don't matter because I was doing it outwardly to other people, but because it hits me home, now it's different. No, that you're a hypocrite, like, and and yeah, that was all of those things. That video of that guy dying, the bachelor, though, those are all somebody's daughters, you know. And that hits home in a real way to to everybody if it's if it's a part of you. Mm-hmm. But we're so disconnected right now that if it's not immediate family, if it's not immediate, I can reach out and touch you. Man, that's that's no. What is that saying? Like no, out of sight, out of mind. Like it doesn't matter to me. Like, yeah, I mean, it's the desensitizing of our culture, too. We have so much of what what we would describe as evil presented on television. And and it's just so much. We're just so saturated with it that there's no the the mourning of evil. The, uh, you know, scripture says to abhor evil, like to to have disgust and 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 not want to. There's should be no celebration of evil, but we've come to a place where we are bombarded with the norm that sin is okay. Sin is, is, is just what we do is just who we are. But when sin happens to us, when it's not just entertainment value, right? It's It's not just the video game. It's not just the, you know, the, the, the whatever E news. It's not just GTA's 16, 16 lives have to go to the hospital, you know, 
few, a, a bunch of lives have to go in the grave. How many times have we played GTA and wanted to go ham on just, I'm just going to turn it on and not do a mission. I just want to kill. Mm-hmm. And that's the descent. But it happens in real life. And now, and now we have to, uh, it cut off a little bit for yeah, a second. Cut off a couple times already. That's the second time. Are you hitting the cord by accident, maybe? I might be. Everything's good. Everything's running. Recording. Okay. We'll just have okay. to cut that part. It right might there. have just been our headphones, though. Too. Maybe. Move this for a little bit. There yeah. you go. Okay. So, so you have, like, this this GTA where it's like, I turn it on and I just want to kill everybody. I want to rob this person. Then I want to run this person over. Then I want to hit this person. And it's, and you're killing massive amounts of people, but then it happens in real life and some guy does it. And now it's wrong. No, it was wrong when we put it in the Mm -hmm. minds of everybody and allowed for all this to happen, uh, time and time again for it to be, Unreal to me doesn't make it less real to someone else when they believe it. Hmm. So it's really all on how you believe it. If you want to be subjective with it and say, hey, I'm playing this video game, but man, this is real to me. Like, I want to go out there and do this. Right. Like, I'm going to play this video game. There's some kids that know more about guns than... I mean, if you can really look at it, I'm sure kids nowadays know more about pistols and rifles and than ever before in history because they are it's the norm and it's scary because the bible tells us of a time when when you know the good things are going to be looked at as bad and the bad are going to be looked at as good and we're it happens without you knowing it the the blanket yeah i remember um watching the that oj simpson uh series that show that came out mm-hmm. that was about the oj trial and uh played by cuba Gooding jr and stuff it was a really good show um but i remember that time i was in new york when when that happened and the whole incident and all those you know all that time of of watching the court cases because there was nothing else on tv except the court case and how how easily it was ignored that two people were brutally murdered like regardless if if OJ did it or didn't do it, um, I think the focus started to to come away. Well, not that I think it absolutely came away from the reality that two people were brutally murdered. And if if let's say you know the juice he didn't do it, great. You know, glad an innocent man didn't go to prison for that crime. And and you know anyone's opinion. We're not talking about the case right now, but. Um, the reality is there should be mourning over the fact that these people were, there were pe- two people brutally, brutally murdered. But there was such a celebration for somebody getting acquitted that there was like a, a lack of sensitivity, a lack of empathy for those people who, who lost lives. And, and I mean, I think right now the focus of the conversation is, is violence being just evil, but what you know what does evil really look like in our culture today beyond the obvious of violence of 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 you know sexual immorality of um of you know lying stealing cheating um you know what what are the things that you guys seeing uh, i mean i think even judgment too is something that's funny going on your your oj trial uh 
you can very easily fall into that pit even if it was right celebrating you know crucify this guy like yeah 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 like like i'm i'm celebrating the fact that i want you to lose like Mm. even if all of the chips are saying and everything's saying yes you are a bad man but to celebrate that judgment is is that my right is that my place is that borderline evil if if you're completely wrong though like you can be justified in the fact that yes judgment should come upon but are you justified in taking it to the next route and celebrating that gesture mm, that's a good judgment. point that's a good point and i mean it doesn't necessarily have to be to the extremes as well say for example in social media i'm a blogger so i'm constantly on social media now All day. but I came from basically Tumblr. Tumblr is, everyone knows it to be, say for example, the extremes of it, but also you can have the good section of it. But that's besides the point. Uh, you can see, like say for example, Facebook, Instagram, where some, uh, say for example, a girl posts a picture of herself in a bikini. What do we do? We either like it or share it. We're basically putting that as a sense of, we're not lo- really looking at it. Say for example, if that was my daughter, or say for example that was someone close to you what you're looking at it is lustful like you're saying oh she looks good i'm gonna like it and then i'm gonna share with my other friends so that they can like it and then you basically see in the comments people talking about like oh snap i'll take her down this and that and basically the new word of the day is savage people are like oh y'all savages Mm -hmm. but i mean we see that rampantly keep going on it's little things so you'll see for example also like we were talking about previously in the other episodes where we're accepting things that are outside so we'll start to pick and choose things we like like things in the culture so you can say for example rape another culture can think rape is amazing but you'll be the one that's sharing a say for example a post like i saw an article that came out in february about this guy that just was defending pedophilia like pedophilia like kids having sex with kids something that should be to well, adults all. adults having yeah, sex with adults, kids yeah adults i mean you guys are fathers i'm an uncle so if someone was literally deeming that acceptable no matter who it is i'm gonna go off on them because that is should be wrong like i mean it's going wrong. there the direction of our culture it's going there you know it's it's going in the direction where it it is now natural for a man or person to want you know have a certain type of desire and there's no more like mental illness there's no more like um you know bad behaviors or behaviors that should be deemed unacceptable and i think really that's um you know what we what we looked at last week in the in or not last week uh, in the in the uh, the escaping cults episode in the beginning we played that clip from the apologetics group and they talked about a lot of the cultish activity that's coming up and that's being accepted. You can blame the church for not standing up and being more vocal. And you could almost say, you know, it's the fault of the church in many ways um, that and it's the fault of everyone because all of us fall short of God's glory. All of us are sinners. But, um, you know, when it comes to how the culture at large has kind of migrated into a position where where the definition of life, the definition of sexuality, 
um, you know, and what is deemed evil, what's not deemed evil. Um, you know, the church has been silent mm -hmm. in many ways, or the church has put too much emphasis on things that are not important, i.e., you need to, you know, celebrate you need to come to church and clap the way you do at the Orlando Magic game. Like, really, fam? Like, is that is that scripture? Is that a need? Is that totally necessary for the sake of the redemption of the people that you would have entertainment value in the church to such that we're, we're clapping and cheering? Like, is that totally necessary? Or are you just kind of imposing a new rule that doesn't exist in life? Like, that's not a life rule. That doesn't, that doesn't, that doesn't make difference between someone's uh, redemptive path and, you know what I'm saying? Like you just kind of created yep. something, doesn't make sense. So, you know, I think the church creating extreme emphasis on things that don't matter or putting extreme emphasis uh, on particular types of sins um, and not giving uh, enough attention to the reality that we are all sinners in need of grace. So the church in, in many, many ways has shunned entire people groups when scripture does not affirm that. In fact, scripture is, it is exclusive as far as who is doing the redeeming, but it is inclusive in who has the ability to be saved, who God has opened the doors and the window for people to uh, come to Christ and whom God will choose to, to, to come to a fallen humanity and redeem any one person. All have sinned, fallen short, fallen short of the glory of God. Not one is righteous. Not one desires God. And that he would come in his grace and reach down to any one person and actually say, there is no Jew or Gentile, no, you know, in my eyes, you know, all of you, I want all of you. I want everyone, regardless of your, of, of your, of your, where you're from, regardless of your uh, social status, your economic status, your education, regardless of, re, you know, and that's not found in any other worldview where everyone is accepted, mm -hmm. regardless of like yep. everyone because everyone needs Jesus. So we put the walls. I mean, we put walls on specific people, groups that we see to be more sinners than others. But, but God is calling all oh, men everybody. to repent and believe. Yeah. For all men, even those people that are sitting in church, even the people that are preaching in church, that there would be a continuous repentance of the recognition that we are all sinners. That even while doing this podcast... We are not the void of, of, of the fall. Like we are still wrestling with the reality that we are, we, we see the fall. We are, we uh, have evil intentions many times. We have evil desires many times. We, we ourselves, the people who are talking on this episode right now, we at times celebrate evil. Mm -hmm. And there's things I wrestle with all the time where I'm like, I pr I'll give you total justification as to why I do something or why I listen to something or why I watch something. Mm -hmm. And then it may seem justified in your eyes, maybe in God's eyes not, because God said, be holy as I am holy. What? Yep. That's a whole nother level of holiness. Yeah, if he said, done. be holy as I am holy, 
So would he watch UFC? Is he celebrating UFC the way I celebrate UFC? Because I'll be honest with you. I'm going to watch me some UFC. In fact, I'm going to invite some of y'all to the crib to watch some UFC in a couple weeks. So I'm just letting y'all know. Some Max Holloway and Jose Ma- I mean, Max Holloway, he, he, put in, he put in the work. You know, but it's like, is that, and that's what we have to determine really as we're talking on the show, like, is that truly evil? Is it just sport the way I see it? It's just sport. It's regulated. Um, there's a regulation body. There's, you know, it's, it's, uh, there's rules to it. It's not just people randomly going around doing violence. There's, there's a referee. There, you know, there's, there's things involved that create parameters where it is, it is truly a sport. And the art itself that is learned, there's a lot of discipline. There's, there's a lot to it. It's not just somebody walking up to somebody down the street and knocking them out. Like, that's, there's difference there. Um, but... To what extreme do you go? Well, I think that that question dives into the idol question mm. to idolatry. And that's where it really tips over. Because I really think uh, now that I have my, my wife and I have my daughter and our home, uh, I'm really trying to find a balance between. And I think that balance of... How much time do I really give? I thought I was thinking about it the other day, and I really only see my daughter on a work day because she goes to sleep at nine o'clock. I really only get to spend if on four days out of the week, not even an hour. So where is that balance? What am I putting in front of my daughter that that would deem it more important i would i would dare to say than spending quality time not that there is a time frame because then that's the next question well how much time is enough time but i know that an hour just isn't enough when i'm comparing it when i'm doing a comparative analysis of the things that I'm put also spending time on. So you you mean like, all right, so let's say you get out of work and you spend an hour and a half at the gym. So you spend that hour and a half at the gym dedicated to your physique and your health, and then you come home and you only spend an hour with your kid. It, that is that the kind of balance? That's that what I'm about? saying. Okay, I, okay. Sp- I wake up in the morning. I needed I, that. Clarity. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I see my daughter for, and I count that. I see my daughter for about two minutes. Right. I always do it. Just sit there and, and just so that I can take in, okay, you're here, I love you, and then I'm out. Over eight hours, I'm out, you know, a nine-hour work shift. Then I'm, I make it home. There's a drive there, a drive back. That's another hour. So, I mean, there's only so many hours in a day, and then I want to go shoot around or I want to go work out or, or I want to go and do whatever it is that I'm doing and I think that's the question. That's when it becomes what you're saying, and it will dive into an idolatry. Am I idolizing certain things? Because there must be at least a balance, in my opinion. There must be a balance. And what does that balance look like? So I can take my daughter, put her in that same equation, and I can take her out and I can put God there. Mm. And I can say, okay, out of a 20-hour period... It's like that PlayStation uh, network signing on and signing off. PlayStation network, uh, 
I, I spoke about it one time, how PlayStation will tell you how many hours you've put yep. into a specific game and how many hours you've put into your PlayStation. And you can look at that and sometimes it'll be something massive. And I mean, sometimes even in uh, computer video games, when you spend more than two hours, they'll tell you, you spent two hours, do you want to take a break? <laughs> They're like, yo, <laughs> You spent more than two hours, out. do you want to spend time yeah. with Jesus? Right? Like, do, like, you, <laughs> you, do you have a family? A, B, C, or D. You know, we will not be held liable for the fact that your relationship with Jesus is suffering. Everything else is crumbling. And it's true. If I spend all of my time on a video game, what suffers? My game doesn't suffer. I'm on the top of the game. On point. Yes. Come see me. Right. Lord suave. No numbers behind it. You know what I'm saying? But but everything else. Nah, it's for real. It's Lord Suave. It's Lord V Suave. <laughs> Lowercase V, uppercase upper L. L. <laughs> Got him. Gonna get mad, friend. Right. With us now. So, <laughs> you guys already know. I switched over from Xbox to PlayStation, though. So I don't is know. that now? So you're not religion, man. He's Lord Suave. No, I'm Lord Suave. <laughs> That's it. Lord Suave from now on. That's it. Done. So, <laughs> so, so you see that, and it's like, yeah, I'm my game is on point because I'm putting hours in the gym. You know, that's my gym. But something has to, if I put in any value on anything else in my life, that now has to suffer. Because my uncle, from the day that I started training boxing, which I think I was throwing my first punches at seven, he said, son, no matter what, what you think you do, when you get under those lights and you get in that ring, it's all going to show. You get what you put into it. If you don't run, that's fine. You're going to get what you put into it. If you don't want to work out, that's fine. You get what you put into it. If you don't want to do shadow boxing because you think it's stupid, all right. Well, you get all of the stuff that you want to put into it is what you're going to ultimately get out of it. So that's the question that I think we pose to ourselves and, and I pose to the listeners is when we're looking at this subject of celebrating evil, that has to be connected with the subject of what are we celebrating in our lives? Mm, dang. What we surround ourselves with. So if we are celebrating certain things in our life, do we have a healthy balance? Because let's not we can't get carried away and think that there's perfection there's not perfection perfection walked and and died and and got resurrected so that's not what we're aiming for but we're smart enough he's given us intellect to understand that there should be a healthy balance and i challenge us here as brothers to to take a look at our balance really as as i've been doing this week and really being appalled at the fact like i told my lady like i'm not doing nothing this weekend and she's like well, nothing i'm like yo take everything off if we have anything i didn't want nothing because i need to put in i need to get in with this relationship with my daughter and my wife and i want something out of it i want that love i want my daughter to run to the door when i get home i want my wife to to feel like 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 that piece of the puzzle when it comes to the, to our marriage together and our life together is is something mutual and something loving that she's 
crazy to see me when I get home. But yo, if if when I walk inside, I jump on that couch and I turn on that TV, or I walk inside and that and to I, watch that game, to watch that right. game. You know what I'm saying? To praise that guy, to jump up and scream. So maybe it's not the screaming, the jumping up. But yeah, I think after I do that so many times, my wife is gonna say, just like the pastor told me, mm. you know, well. Why don't you jump up and scream for me? You you won't even use the bathroom because you don't want to miss this play. Dang. And then you'll go and run and do. But but when I ask you to do one thing around the house is kind of like, yo, am I not more important than that game? And you you have to honestly, no one's going to say yes. But, yo, your actions are speaking louder. Like my uncle says, you're getting what you're putting into it, son. You know every stat. You were there for the finals games. You saw that crossover. You screamed at that dunk. Yo, to people that don't even know you, right? But yo, you're getting what you put into it. How much time have you spent with your daughter? An hour? Less than that? Yo, does she even know you? Mm. Like, does she really, really know you? How much time do you spend with your wife? So this is real stuff that no, we have okay. to ask yeah, ourselves. And... <laughs> And that's what this question goes into. What are we celebrating? Is it evil? Is it good? And let's take it further and say, how are we doing that? How much time are we celebrating it? And, and is there a healthy balance? Because those players, something got sacrificed. Yeah, I mean, innately, maybe something categorically is not evil. And I think, I don't remember if we defined categorically i think uh we said you know within uh you know the commandments and, mm -hmm. and obviously mm -hmm. uh anything that opposes god and what he's commanded is deemed evil yeah. uh, by definition uh the moral evil the physical evil of the world uh that we can that we can see um and and uh rzim ministry or rzim uh, they 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 categorize and they say you know if you say there is evil, uh, then you are obviously saying that there is a good. Um, but if there is a good, what is the um, what is the standard? what is the standard to determine what is what good. is good and what is yeah, evil? Yeah, yeah. And if you say there is a standard or there is uh, some kind of different uh, 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 law that says this is what it is, then there has to be a lawgiver. And then, so who is the lawgiver then? Is it is it you? Is it me? Mm -hmm. Is there a transcendent being that is above all of us who has more knowledge and more wisdom than we do that is making that differentiation between what is good and what is evil? Um, because then he reaffirms himself in the presence of evil, which is insane. In the presence of evil, most people will shun away from God uh, and, and say, see, this is evil. This is evil, something that's an obvious evil. Mm -hmm. This is evil. So that's murder. That's rape. That's this. That's that. So that's evil. Therefore, God doesn't exist. But actually, on the contrary, if you impose and you propose that that is evil, then you are actually affirming that there's a need for God because there needs to be justice carried out for the presence of that evil. But the question that and the thing that we're talking about now is, if something is not obviously evil, yeah, which is yeah. crazy, the obvious not evil, not in those ten. Categories. Yeah, the obvious evil, do getting shot up, 
people getting knocked out, getting raped, heads getting chopped off, blah, blah, whatever. Yeah, but the things that are subtly evil, the things that are now being accepted in this culture in terms of how you determine what gender you are. Mm -hmm. Not not the transcendent God who created you, but you determine, ah, you know what, today I'm this, today I'm that. Or your genes. Right, or your genetic makeup, Mm -hmm. or, you know, or, hey, I'm Denzel Washington. I'll be Denzel Washington today. Oh, there's nothing wrong with the fact that you really believe you're Denzel Washington. That's just how you are for right now. So we'll, everything's fine. Maybe everything's not fine. Maybe there's an identity crisis. Maybe there's a need for, for something in this person's life so that they can not have to be Denzel Washington. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh, uh, the things that seem to be a subtle evil that this culture now is eliminating as evil and celebrating as good. Uh, and, 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 and it's crazy when, when we think about it in that way because uh, scriptures uh, pointed out pretty, uh, pretty boldly. Uh, I believe it's in Psalm 52. Yeah, just pulled it up now. Psalm 52 says, uh, you love evil rather than good, falsehood rather than speaking the truth. You love every harmful word, you deceitful tongue. And it kind of speaks to how we as people that are deceived away from the gospel, where it talks about, I think it's in Timothy, where it says their ears are tickled or they have itching ears, so their ears are tickled by every, every falsehood. Essentially, what you want to hear, the things that you're drawn to, the sin that we truly desire, that we hunger and thirst for. The reality is we all hunger and thirst for things that oppose God. And so because we do that, because we're in a fallen condition and we hunger and thirst for those things which oppose God, then we want to hear things that affirm us in our evil. Like we want to hear that it's cool to, 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 you know, to, to, to smash these girls. You know what I'm saying? It's cool. It's all right to do X. It's due to do, you know, whatever. And it's not. It never was. It never was. That's why Christ had to come and pay the penalty for sin because we are not capable of doing that because we want to hear the falsehoods. We want our ears to be tickled. We want, uh, even within the realm of what we of of the church, we want to hear where we want to hear things that will tickle our ears. We want to hear things that we are affirmed in. Uh, you know, love, the love of money. The, the lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, the pride of life, things that are even promoted in what is, quote, unquote, the body of Christ. The lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, pride of life, loving God, loving money rather than God. Those things are endorsed in many, many circles. And that is not of God. That is evil. Yeah. And you should, you got to run from evil. You got to run from evil, confront it. You know, in a, in a in a fashion that you abhor evil, and you're like, yo, I can't do this. Particularly when it's the subtle evils that you're talking yeah, about, yeah, yeah. the things that as I, as human beings, they take science, over. Science science tells us that we need to eat, right? Like you can go three days without food. Or I think even longer than that yeah, without apparently food. Yeah, now research is showing you can go, you can go yeah, mad long. Yeah, like, yeah. dude's just not eating just uh, because. Like. Yeah, yeah. And you can go, I think it's two, up to two days without water. Yep. Um, 
Yeah, I think that one's pretty. And yeah. and uh, and shelter, you can only go a, a few days depending on the elements that you're surrounded by without shelter. That's also a part of it, not just that. So you're looking at this thing, and scientifically, humans are hungry. No matter what, we come out of the womb and we are hungry. My daughter's always right, right. But we're not just hungry for food. We are also this kind of outward, not so much. It it could be looked at as spiritual if we want to get spiritual with it. But but we really have this like intellectual mindset. Where our minds are hungry for something. We have to eat or need something. Even that person in the corner of the room that you're like, that person doesn't care about anything. Like he's so introverted and is just on his own level. Like, I don't want to talk to you. I don't want to do that. I'm not down to play this. Leave me alone. He's He or she is still hungry for that. To be an outcast. To be whatever it is. And so we look at it. We can go only a certain period of time without this food. And then you look at the crisis that we're having right now with people killing themselves that's been going on for 6,000 years, right? And what's going on with our culture right now with this identity crisis, and it's linked. It's linked to the fact that, excuse me, it's linked to the fact that we're hungry. And we're feeding off of certain things but these things like this telephone and what's on this phone and and the and the subtle things that we're talking about it doesn't fill us enough so we need more we need a little bit more of this because i'm i still need an identity and i'm not finding it right now we have a god uh god-sized hole in our hearts that's it and there's something that will fill this this void that we have scientifically that that we need to eat we need to feed and and our body for some reason we we're born and we have a desire to do something everyone has a desire to do something but it, it's crazy because when you take it to the extreme all of your desires are are, are, are fleeting all of them are you're going to fail in your desires you know you're going to fail. You want to be a good father, you're going to fail. You know, you're going to have your successes and, and then you're going to have your wins. But no matter what, my life is not about this desire that I have inside of, of, of wanting to just fill this void with all of these things. So, so it's, it's crazy that you see Jesus... And he tells us, I see this void. And let me tell you what, I see the void and I'm not so much telling you that you are going to change or that you need to change when it comes to the fact that you have a void. I'm telling you that you're a sinner, but I'm telling you that I'm going to live this life that you're wanting is not going to happen with you alone. I'm going to live it. And then he goes on and he lives this life of full fulfillment, of this entirety of fulfillment. And then he says, now, now let's switch spots. Let's switch spots. Maybe it's not a physical switch, but it definitely happens on a mental end. Hey, it's a positional switch. A positional switch where there's this beautiful exchange saying, yeah. you know what? I, 
I did what you're feeling that you need, I did. And now I'm going to take your burden and you're going to come with me. And I'm going to take yours. And, and in that, we can speak to that as, as brothers in Christ that have felt this peace that surpasses all understanding. This understanding that three brothers can come together knowing that we are sinners, that we have sinned, we will sin, and we're going to sin. It's just going to happen. But the fact that we have this 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 trust this kind of like this beautifulness of of knowing that you have you have somebody that's there and that has walked that life that's doing it and the fact that you have this this bond and this relationship with the jesus that's that's with you and that's saying it's still okay mike you don't need to change your hair not that changing your hair is, is wrong or right or whatever it is, but whether you're bald or whether you're not, I still love you. And how many times have we really heard that? That no matter what, I still love you. And that, I think, is not said enough. And we can look at the church and kind of point a finger and say, hey, you, you've done wrong. But, but, I mean, it's not all the church's fault. Mm -hmm. It just... It's just humanity right now as a, as a whole right now. We don't. We're not that. Like, we do care. We care so yep. much about the fact that, man, this guy showed up with these type of jeans to this church service and you have the audacity to wear that hat or, or you didn't clap or you didn't do this. So it takes it to a whole nother level. Yeah. And it's that right there. You have a God that's looking at you and saying, you're enough. Like, you're enough because I'm enough. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's, there's a self-justification uh, thing that we all have. We all are seeking self-righteousness. We all seek to be self-justified. Um, and, and many people, even those who don't hold to uh, a religious affiliation, they still want to be seen as righteous. We all want to be righteous. Mm -hmm. We all want to make sure that, you know, uh, whatever we're doing, even if we're not, if I'm not of any religious affiliation and I'm not cool in your eyes, I need to find a group. I need to find someone. Yeah, I need to find someone or something that's going to tell me that what I'm doing is all right, even if it's obviously evil, even if it's, it's categorically morally tangibly evil i need to have a group i need to have an affiliation i need to have something that affirms me in okay. my sin yeah. rather than rather than doing what you said where there's an acknowledgement of my sin but there's an acceptance of me as an individual and that Christ is doing the transforming of who I am. Because in reality, I can go from evil to evil to evil to evil. I can go from, you know, being this guy who was a player and a guy who was violent and a guy who cheated his way through life and lied my way through promotional opportunities and blah, 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 blah. And, and God comes and transforms, and God comes 
in his relationship. I confess my sins. He completely uh, overwhelms me with his love and his grace. And suddenly, because of that, a few years in the faith, a few years of walking with him, if, you're, if you have a true understanding of the gospel, you shouldn't be in a position where you become self-righteous. You shouldn't be in a position, but it happens. We're human, where we start to convince ourselves we're good. We start to convince ourselves that we're better than we are, than so we go to person. a different evil. Yeah. yeah, we forget where we came from. We forget the sin that we've committed. And, and suddenly we are affirming ourselves and we're making ourselves self-righteous in, in, the, in, in the avenue or among the people that would accept us in our, in our version of celebrating evil, yeah. right? So even though we're, we, we, we may not consider ourselves to be part of, um, you know, uh, secular groups that celebrate obvious evil, but suddenly we, we become into that subtle category that, uh, we've accepted Christ in reality Christ accepted me and after a few years of in the faith and you start to lose you, you start to lose your those friends because the friends they're gonna leave you know when they know you're in Christ they're gone you know when they know that that you can do what you used to do many, many times not always yeah. but in many times they're gone and and you, you're just you find yourself now in a place where uh, you're serving God and people are clapping and applauding you because you sound intellectual, you dress a certain way, you, you look nice. Yeah, you sing real nice, you play an instrument, you shaved, whatever. And your appearance, you know, your appearance is the way they, and, and, and suddenly you start to, you start to feel yourself. You start to really think you're somebody. You start to really think that you're, you're, uh, and you, you become self-justified. Mm -hmm. And then you become no different than the person who is, who, who is secular who is self-justifying themselves. And one of the things, um, I think it's Tim Keller who says it, and my pastor talks about it all the time, there's like two extremes. There's the religious, and then there's the irreligious. And those who become religious lose sight of the gospel. They lose sight of their position in Christ. The positional righteousness that you were just talking about, that exchange, they lose sight of that positional righteousness. And then on the other extreme, the, the, uh, the irreligious, they too are self-justifying. They are justifying themselves. They are creating their own uh, standards and their own religion in order to present themselves as justified. But both religious and irreligious need the gospel. They are both in need of Christ because both fall short. It's crazy. Both fall short of the glory of God, but both fall short of their own standards. Mm -hmm. Think about that. How often do you create your own projects? And you fall short of your own projects. Every time. Your deadlines. You don't yeah. meet your deadlines. You don't. You fall short. <laughs> and that's a horrible life to live. A life of, yep. of expectations not being met. So we see how, how evil. Yeah, we're done. Oh, I was. Oh, yeah. Okay. Sorry. You can cut it all out. Yeah. So we see how evil, how evil is just the word evil from last week. And now coming to this week, how evil is this can be something so strong and so out loud and so in your face evil. But then evil can also be something that creeps behind you and, and, is, and is right next to you the whole time. And it's this subtle thing that you would have never thought unless you take a pause and step back and actually evaluate yourself. You could be celebrating evil. And so uh, you guys already know. You guys know where to hit us up, right? 
is that proofbeyondreason at gmail.com. That's, That's proofbeyondreason at gmail.com. Next week, uh, make sure you guys are tuned. Every single week, we're going to be posting this on Saturday. So if you guys want to follow us, Saturday morning before 10 o'clock, that's our deadline. Hopefully we don't fall short of that one. We have already. So, <laughs> so uh, by a full week ooh, uh, to our own on, in the back end. And, uh, and so uh, shout out to Matthew Movement, uh, MatthewMovement.com. Uh, Wear what you believe. Go check them out. Some uh, clothing with a purpose on there. And... Uh, and you guys already know, man, this is, I, I got like 19 names right now. This is uh, Ivan the Average coming religion at you. Man. This is Religion Man coming at you. This is Lord Suave coming at you. <laughs> you better you know erase saying? that. <laughs> That's it. The, ca- the lowercase b capital L. Uh, <laughs> this is horrible. But, uh, and, and we got Geology with us and Mike the Baptist. And, uh, and make sure you guys stay true, man.